Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking WCW Saturday Night on TBS from February the 2nd, 1991. And before I get going, I want to give a special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support each and every week on Patreon. And then I got some other Patreon shout outs I will uh, give later on in the opening here. But I want to welcome Ian Hopper, who was on time and um doc is sitting on a beach somewhere in alabama or florida he's drunk the drunk part is obviously nothing new uh we are welcoming in mike crockett from the uh defunct but maybe soon to be coming back wrestling podcast about nothing um hopper let me ask you first what you Uh, doing man how you doing man you living a dream today or what i'm doing great bro yeah it's great knocking it out yeah i hear you so um, I'm surprised you were happy with uh, Crockett being here. Last time he was here, you said something said, else. Bro, where the fuck's Lance at? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Lance was too busy sitting there going through his fucking program. Ah, this is for the spot of time in 1985 when Carrie when uh, wrestled the fucking Freebirds for the 20th millionth fucking time. Ah, he's too busy going through that shit. Uh, Here's a photo I took of the Polaroid camera. <laughs> it was a 110 camera, Crockett. Uh, Kodak 110. Uh, Lance was busy. Actually, I didn't ask Lance. Uh, Crockett hadn't oh, been good. on in a while, and I knew it was time to bring him back and do something with him. We did a clash some time ago. I think that was the last time he was on the show, so it was um it was definitely time to bring Crockett back on. Was that the last time, Crockett? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's my my yearly stipulated appearance on yeah, Booking the Territory. Yeah, like you Haley's said. Comet. What's that? It's like Haley's Comet. <laughs> exactly. Every seventy five years. <laughs> you say that Doc was on a beach somewhere. I thought you said he was in uh, Nashville. No, no, I know why you would say that. Uh, yeah, Doc, I thought he was going to be no. one of the first ones in line to see Ric Flair piss away the last bit of his legacy. So. Oh come on. <laughs> I'm curious how that's gonna go, man. Yeah, I heard uh, last week. Mike is uh, a little curious now after hearing that promo. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. You know, I mean, he like okay. I gotta say it because we we were all saying we didn't want to see it. We didn't care, but we did say it was a train wreck, so we would probably want to see it, but we didn't want to. I want to yeah, watch I still, it. It's, it's I like still feel. Bucks. Yeah, I still feel like it's a train wreck, but 
I kind of feel like <laughs> if you do a classic wrestling podcast, you got to watch it yeah. and then maybe talk about it. So I'm I I'm kind of with you, Hopper. I feel like I gotta I feel like I gotta watch it just because. Well, you're gonna have to uh, you know illegally stream it or something like that. You don't want to give that crook any more money. Oh come on! Wow, <laughs> come, come on, on, that con man. Oh, wow. he's more he's <laughs> See, a bit, ten times the worker now than he was in the '80s. The way I, he's uh, nickel and diamond, everybody. <laughs> I see you're leaning into the uh, gimmick as uh, as found on the Book in the Territory uh, podcast group uh, page. You're, you're leaning into the gimmick of uh, of Conrad there and in, in, in what he does. But uh, you know, I, it's a train wreck. I can't lie. I kind of want to see it. And you know, it's crazy. Like so, being in New Orleans a couple weeks ago for Wildcat, you know, I'm talking to family members who I don't get to see often and talk to that often and. You know, Friday night, like they don't follow wrestling, any type of modern wrestling. They don't even casually usually hear about wrestling unless it's something ridiculous from WrestleMania. And uh, one of them was like, what's this shit I hear about Flair wrestling again? And then like, oh, Jesus, I got to explain this. So then I kind of try to start explaining it. And you got to explain. There's so much that a person who's who hasn't watched anything or seen anything wrestling related for 20 plus years that you got to peel back the onion on and describe that and i was drunk so the hennessy was flowing and i'm sure i didn't tell a good story as i was trying to explain you know flair coming back to wrestle after all these years but it's a train wreck i mean and i say all that to say these are folks who you know haven't thought about wrestling in a very long time that are asking me about flair you just tell them that he's an old man trying to catch that high for the last time. Oh, yeah. He's got Crockett. one more in him. <laughs> Crockett knows. Crockett's been yeah. in the ring. Even as a referee, man, is something about that high you get when you walk through that curtain, right, Crockett? That's right. Oh, yeah. He, he didn't hear no bell. <laughs> or you could be like Crockett and count to three accidentally. and <laughs> It happens. It happens, it happens. occasionally. He, did he you did do a, that one time? He did a, oh, yeah. He did a, Only on the biggest he, show that I ever uh, got the chance to referee. <laughs> I did that the first time ever. I was in the ring. Oh, I really? Was, you were refing? Yeah. I was so scared out my fucking mind, man. <laughs> God, I was so nervous. And that fucking, was... it, it fucking looks like, bro, whatever you fucking do, just go one, two, three. If if they don't kick out, that's on them. And, and, and the guy goes for the pin. I go one, two, three. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, because it's always out. all the wrestlers will just blame you when you get to the right. back. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. God, I was so fucking scared, so nervous. Ugh. I still well, got that shirt. At least you didn't do it on an ROH show on the biggest show you had ever worked in your career at that point, right, Crockett? Yeah, because I, I, I had been uh, following <laughs> around in uh, Ring of Honor. Like I was friends with the todd sinclair the head ref for a long time over there and so i would just travel with him and i'd get like you know a bit here and there and like the pre-show stuff like that but finally on this show in boston uh gabe put me on the main show so i was refereeing matches in the main show and uh it was a match with uh i, I, don't, I don't know who it was but it's matt seidel and before the show yep. he's like okay there's gonna be this one point where i'm gonna do a standing moonsault and that's my big false so just make sure that one is nice and, you know, it's it's right there. One, two, very close. That's my big false. I said, all right, get out there. I go down. I slide. I get uh, he was he's like near the corner. So there's no, where, no way to get near his 
shoulders, uh-huh. which is where I always want to be to count. So I kind of flop onto the mat, and the fans think that that's one because I go down and, oh. like, and, and, and brace myself with my hand. So then I count one, and the crowd goes two. Uh-oh. I count two, and the crowd goes, <laughs> and no, it was two, and the crowd just turned on me, and uh, as did Gabe, and I was never seen or heard from again. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a rough one. Actually, I mean, I probably could have gone back, but I was just kind of, like you said, I was just like scared. I like died of embarrassment. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a tough one. He 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 could he's being modest. He could have went back. He he could have. Yeah, I think Crocker, so. Crocker, Crocker was a good ref. He just, it just, that kind of just, you know, Hopper, we all have something in wrestling that it just eventually breaks us. I think you're getting to that point, maybe. What? <laughs> maybe not. No, I'm kidding when I say that. But uh, we all have something in wrestling that just breaks us and we're like, and sometimes it's just time on the indies that just is like, eh, you know, gave it a good chance, but uh, the run's over. I'm much of a run for me, but it's over. So. I think we all have that moment, and you know, you get to that point. So, but anyway, he yeah, he could have, he Crockett could have went back and did it. I went back, back to the Boston Indies for another fifteen years. So, <laughs> what'd you say, Hawk? Call him back. Call him back. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a little late now. A little late. They're kind of out of commission. Well, Tony Khan owns them or whatever. So, call up AAA. Yeah, that's what he needs. To do. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he could do that. Yeah. But. uh <laughs> Yeah, Lance is not here. We got Crockett this time. So there's that. And uh, Doc, I'm sure, is, let's see, it's it's about 7 o'clock in the evening right now yeah. where we're at. So he's drunk wherever he is and oh, maybe God. puking right now. But, yeah. but the thing is, because well, well, he's got his kids with him, right? That don't stop him from getting drunk when he's on the beach. But what I'm saying is it's it, it sucks so much because your kids are going to be fucking run around being assholes and you gotta watch and make sure some pervert fuck doesn't grab them and you gotta <laughs> it, 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 so you're fucking getting drunk with all this shit going on around you um good point I, I guess i he's never talked about that so make sure you ask him that next week how do you get drunk with all these pervert <laughs> <laughs> no but you know, because, <laughs> because you gotta keep your head on a swivel because you're in a public big public area and people are fucking crazy. Doc is a functional drunk from what I Oh, seen. that's oh, come on. What? I'm just calling like I see it, man. <laughs> well, you hear yeah. it once a month on the show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like he he's been drunk on air numerous times. I know people say I oversell it. No, I've I can tell when he's gets to an end of the show and he starts sounding blown up. He's blown up, but it's made worse by the fact that he's drunk. I mean, one time he started talking about he was mixing rum and Gatorade. He was sipping on like nobody admits that unless they're drunk. <laughs> Just think about it. Like, would you admit to drinking that? No. So uh, yeah. Anyway, um, real quick uh, before we get rolling into the actual review portion of the show, I uh, got some new or returning patrons or patrons who bumped up to the annual tier from the monthly tier. So I noticed economy and inflation is. Boy, it's kicking us all in the balls real good. Whatever. Fake news, man. <laughs> oh Come my on. God. Get over it, man. Go recycle some beer cans or something. Okay. All those, Visa. All those beer cans sitting all over y'all's trailers. Why don't you take those to the recycling plant? Wow. And then, and then you know, y'all could get something. And so give Hopper, it to us. It, it, yeah. It, 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 as you say that, 
How much did you pay for a pack of bar ass hot dogs last week? Fuck it. Fuck, bro. Dude, it, it, you're you, like $3. You for it, huh? Three dollars for bar ass hot dogs. Oh, oh, fuck. I didn't buy it. I said, fuck y'all, bro. Y'all ain't working me, bro. I'm going without. <laughs> it's, you know, it's serious when Harper starts cutting back on the cheap hot dogs. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, well, yeah, because I feel like I'm, I'm getting worked and they ain't going to work me. Fuck well, the, the problem is everybody's working us at this point. I mean, you can't even get get a pack of ramen noodles for less than like 30 cents a pack. And them That's suckers crazy, used to be huh? a nickel. I know. It's like you're like looking at a fucking slot machine. Just ding, 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 ding. Just keep on rolling. I can't remember what we saw on Saturday morning when we were in the store, but I was like, oh, that's what it was. My kids used to like those um those little four pack of um of Jello pudding, right? Yeah. And, um. So for the for the for years, I was like, Shh, I'll just buy the box and make it. But then you know you get lazy, bro. You get older. You're right. like, I don't feel like mixing that stuff. Let me just buy it already pre made. Bro, a four pack of those things were like four dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah, and bro. I was like, I can remember spending a dollar fifty for these for four of them, even probably yeah, less than yeah. that at one point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's one dollar in like five, six, seven cents for one. Yeah, like, 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 no, no, you're not doing this to me. Yeah, no, huh? It, it's uh, fucking crazy. What and they'll eat a whole pack at one time. Like 79 cents? What does a box of what cost? The box of powder, the jello powder, was that like 79 cents or something like that? I, I ain't even look. I thought you said how much does a box of condoms cost? Is it a Hopper? You, you tell me. <laughs> I mean, what's a three pack costing nowadays? 40 bucks? I mean, I, I really don't know. I don't I, know I, 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 I'd imagine <laughs> the supply chains are having an effect on latex too. Oh. Hopper don't use them though, so he's. Oh. Uh, I yeah. crave life by the horns, man. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> squirt, squirt, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so inflation, the economy is kicking us all in the ball. So just shout outs here. Jose C., longtime patron and supporter, went annual this past week. He's a good man, longtime supporter. Joe B., Joe is a longtime supporter. And he went annual as well. Shannon L., she re-upped her uh, annual membership as well. Uh, went annual last year, re-upped it. Longtime Hall of Fame patron, Ruben. Ruben went annual. Uh, from month to month, and longtime BTC Hall of Fame patron Michael J. He also went annual this month, so thank you, Michael J., for doing that. And then one last shout-out. I want to shout-out Mark Q. Mark is a longtime BTT Hall of Fame patron. He and I had an exchange you know, in email about a week and a half ago, and Mark went on to say in his email, life has been kicking me in the balls for the last, for the past little while, and I'm going back and listening to all the Smoky Mountain shows and the WCW Saturday night shows from 85 from the start. And it's been the highlight of my days until beer is approved at the shoot job. BTT is my go-to for enjoyment. Thank you. And God bless all of you. And then in the signature of his email for his work email, that is, it simply states, you know, his name, Mark Q phone number, his title, be blessed and be a blessing. So with a statement like that, in honor of our completed Smoky Mountain run of podcast that we did, you get the government cheese this week, Mark, and um, 10 disability checks. Hopefully that is uh, something that will help you out. For anyone who's looking for those old Smoky Mountain shows, the place to get all of them is um, tinyurl.com slash bttpod. So they're and it's on the Podbean app. That's the only place that you can get all of them. Podbean has every episode we pretty much ever did 
with the exception of maybe one or two that there were audio issues with, which I have no clue why they would have originally been released and it had audio issues after. But every last one of the 800, 900, 1,000 plus episodes are all there. Um, all right. So, Hopper, you got anything else before we get into uh, this edition of Saturday Night, which was riveting, let me tell you. Two hours of riveting stuff. No. Uh, what about you, Crockett? It's been a long time no. since you've been here. I should ask, what's going on with the WPAN? Come on, let's break some news here. Uh, well, uh, uh, me what had happened Alonis was have been in uh, contact. We actually re- were scheduled to record like twice. Once I backed out, once he backed out. So it, we're we're making progress. Something's going to happen, but I don't know. Probably within the next month. Sounds like a priority. A little bit. Two cancellations. <laughs> all are busy fellas though i do get it i understand and thanks uh, yeah okay so what's going to be the topic are we going to talk about malonis and roh or what's the deal here yeah he's just going to bury tony khan for an hour oh, oh well come on. i mean <laughs> Cornette does that for six hours or eight hours a yeah. week so can we be a little <laughs> bit more original uh we'll we'll see what we can do yeah he wants he wants to basically deconstruct the uh the end of ROH and his uh, experiences with that, I think so. Understandable. Understandable. Well, that, that, that certainly makes sense. Um, all right. Hopper, I did want to ask you something now I can't remember uh, what it is. So I'll just keep rolling and we'll go into the Saturday night portion of this thing. And I'll, I'll probably remember once we get going. All right. So we're talking Saturday night on TBS, February 2nd, 1991. So we turn the page uh, to the next month and the show we are reviewing here. It was actually taped on January 21st of 91. And a note from this taping, at least based on the history of WWE.com, is that Michael Wall Street, a.k.a. Mike Rotunda, this is when he walked out and quit. So apparently this is the taping where he told them, nah, bruh, I ain't doing this no more with y'all. So there's that. Now, keep in mind, we've been building up the, you know, the the foundation with him and Alexander York and all that. So we'll see how that goes. And then during the opening moments of the show, they shoot an Elegante from the floor to ceiling view. And at the end of it, he says in English, I want the belt. Yeah. And then we go to Bob Cottle and Jr. And Jr. says the giant wants the world title. Uh, I got to give Jr. credit here. He kept a straight face. As he said, the giant wants the title Crockett, anything from that riveting opening. The pan up was way too slow. <laughs> yeah. This is like the camera work that should be reserved for like Missy Hyatt. Mm. You see this in like a fabulous one's music video. The way they, they like his bulge, I, I counted just for scientific <laughs> reasons. His bulge is on screen for five seconds. God. Okay, so we got to replay see. it then just to see. see. So, so here we go. Uh, the bulge is on the screen for five seconds. See, see this yes. type of stuff we don't get from Doc. So oh, it's slow. Jesus, Lord. Oh, God. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is not good. Oh, we've reached the cock status right One, here. One, two, three, four, five, six, oh, seven. Oh god! <laughs> we got giant dong for seven seconds. I want that the belt <laughs> and a haircut. You know, I hate to say it because Crockett was a WWF guy. When they shot Andre from the back, like. Where they remember that Saturday night where they had the camera on his back, walking to the ring, that's yeah. that was a great way to show a man's size. Uh, this was six seconds of I'm sorry, seven dong seconds, but like twenty other seconds of taking forever to 
see the giant. I agree, Crockett. Boy. Yeah, th- there's slower. no context. There's nothing like you, you can't really even tell that he's a super tall guy. It's just with the pen. It's useless. Yeah, and, and the way they shot it was they just went from low to high, so they weren't even shooting up. Yeah. Like Hopper shoots. Oh, never mind. <laughs> notice, notice when you said something about Crockett, what he said. I mean, when you, you said something about Missy, what he said. Mm, he was, he was on that one. <laughs> Couldn't wait. Um, so, yeah, JR is keeping a straight face, talking about the Giant, and uh, we got Bob Cottle here. So we go to the first match, and it is uh, Rip Rogers and Jeff Hendrick uh, and Steve Stacks. That just seems like a rib. Versus JYD and Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich. Damn, he's still around? Who is he, pal? JYD. Bruh, did you, you miss last week when I said this? these are your future six-man world champions? Damn. That's not a joke. These dudes are going to win the six-man titles, and look at these fellas. God. <laughs> the guy looks like he's for the Sopranos. <laughs> the dude with the, with the blue singlet? Yeah, the big. he's just like some fat Italian guy that you picture driving a, you know, a Lincoln Continental or something. Yeah, yeah he has no lines. Or... It's just the driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing some work for Tony or Vito. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so we got six man tag action. I really got not much from this thing, but these are the future six man world champions. As crazy as that sounds, boy, the cocaine must have been flowing with those three riding from town to town together. Is uh, it called uh is it called the NWA? No. Okay. It's just well, WCW. If you look it up, it may be like if you went on like Wikipedia or something, I bet it still says that. I like those belts they had, the ones uh, Dusty and the and the Road Warriors had. I yeah, those are good looking belts. Those are the ones after the trophy, right? Yeah, those belts were friggin' great, and I don't even I ain't watched this in forever. I don't even think they show those belts on the Saturday Night Show. Even when they win it, they refer to them as six man champs, but I don't think they come in a ring with belts damn what if kind of get, shit is that jim heard bro i mean crockett ain't running this thing mike crockett ain't running this thing no more man it's <laughs> all messed up you know i remember that question years ago when you were on the show the first time crockett somebody yeah. asked if you were related to the crockett's no relation unfortunately we don't have an inside yeah yeah any other thoughts from uh, this barn burner of a matchup where, boy, we were going six spots at a time, a million miles a second? That oh, one's for man. you, Crockett, because uh, Harper didn't watch this. He never does. No. <laughs> yeah, when you use the term hot start, this wasn't quite what mm-hmm. I would have in mind. Um, earlier, like in the open, he uh, JR says that, like, you know, we heard some comments from Elegante. This just one comment, actually. Uh, <laughs> so, just the one. But they, they they harp on this. He wants the belt. The entire show is just he wants the belt. He wants the belt. And they come they come back to it at the end. But uh, one thing that annoyed me was Coddle and uh, Ross calling him Junkyard and JY. It's like, what? why is it like he called him what else call him dog too. But it's like, I never heard him just be referred to as JY. I think Watts would, Watts, Watts would say that from time to time. Like in Mid-South. 
Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it wasn't, you know, when you're a kid, you don't kind of like focus on things like that. But now that I think about it, it's like, yeah, like, why didn't he just say JYD? But uh, Watts would say that on commentary too. So maybe, I'm not even maybe, that is where JR's getting that from. Because in JR's early years, he's just regurgitating what Watts told him to say verbatim. I mean, you can, if you ever watch early Mid-South with JR, it's just literally Bill Watts is talking through him. It's like he's a ventriloquist. But this is um, the kind of stuff we'd hear on the uh, Mid-South podcast if it ever came out. Oh, <laughs> come on. You're an asshole. You're, you're an asshole. I remember By the way, uh, you remember what? So you're, you're, you're a Mid-South podcast. Yeah, me too. R.I.P., um, man. R.I.P. It's it's not dead. Y'all, mm. come on. Grow come up. On. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I still get emails. When's the next one coming out? I don't know how many times I have to say this. I don't control that at all. I mean, seriously. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, Crockett. So, um, you know, I'm shocked they didn't have your boy say it in Spanish. Uh, Eligante. Like, if he would have said it in Spanish and then JR would have said, what the giant is saying is, like, it may have been more effective. Because it sounds kind of phony the way he says, I want the belt. I don't know. I mean, it, it, there's no there's no right way for him to get over. He's just beyond help. Well, that's true, too. It's like it's so important to him that he learned it in English so he could yeah. say it to the uh, you know the audience. No, nah, he should have just said, yo quiero el cinturón. I think that's belt. Yo, yo got the. El, no, 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 no. Yo quiero el yo cinturón. Calero, yo el, quiero, I el, want, el is the cinturón is belt. El belto. We'll Google Translate, huh, Melis? Do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Pendejo. Yo hablo oh, un hey. poquito de español, hey. okay? Buenos días. Chica tu madre. Exactly. That's nice, Crockett. You see, y- y'all want to know what he just told me? See. Fuck your mother. See. See? See. <laughs> 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 it's un pendejo. This okay, guy here uh, doing Ric Flair spots, doing the flop <laughs> out of the corner. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're going to see a Ric Flair imitator shortly um, on this one. Yeah. Our uh, boy, uh, Paul Lee, will be in shortly. Okay, the mm. finish of this thing, uh, Tommy Rich hits his little Fez press that he likes to do, and the team of JYD and Morton are going to win and JYD is so big, he needs his two two tag partners to carry him through a match, and it breaks my heart because he really wasn't in the ring. Um, he's just immobile at this point in his career, and there's nothing else to really say. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the finish, uh, Crockett? I just – it's not good. It's just three three guys having three different matches rather than a, a six-man tag team. There's That's true, huh? nothing with these guys that – Joins them together. Um, yeah, it's just the, the Fez press is a finish. It just looks silly. Yeah, look at the replay. He just. Oh, oh here comes the dog. The big oh. clothesline by the dog. Oh. He's blown up right there, too. He took everything in him to throw that lariat. And then Tommy Rich loves giving the Barnett to folks when he um, <laughs> Come on. does his this press. Greatest NWA world champion of all time. I'm, yeah, I'm not joking when I say that. And we're moving on. 
All right, so we go to commercial, and then when we come back from commercial, JR, and uh, let me rewind a little bit if you're watching on the video version at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Yes, that is how you can listen to Doc and I's review of The Last Clash, Clash 14. Cottle and JR throw it to a recap of Luger and Spivey and the brawl from The Clash that you can only hear us break down on Patreon, like I just said. So I won't say what happened, but let's just say that uh, Spivey interrupted the match that Luger was in and seems to have started a feud with Luger. And that's how that went down. Um, on to the next match. We get Lex Luger, who's the U.S. champion right now, versus Lou Fabiano. And um, this guy looks like he could be on The Sopranos too, Hopper, in his um, pants and boots. Is uh, he, uh, was he one half of, of the Cuban assassins? I, I I seem to recall that he was like chic Fabiano, but I don't know if, yeah, I, that's a, the vibe I got too. Yeah, like Fidel Fidel Sierra, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Michael Watson, Ben Martin, and Duck Bozard, and uh, Tim Marecci, and a few others out there listening. Uh, ask them on the Facebook group, and I'm sure I missed someone as I said that. Uh, they'll be able to tell you for sure. Greg Serrata, he'll be able to tell you that too. It does look like I'm not that you're saying it. I didn't even make a note. I just yeah. made a note. Oh, Lou Fabiano, Luger's about to beat him. And I watched it, and it was very quick, and he won. Um. I did remember from this match, though, they show a picture-in-picture from Luger. He talks about facing Spivey and taking care of him at WrestleWar 91, so stay tuned. That's going to be on our Patreon feed when we do review it. And Luger actually wins with a big elbow drop, and that's a change. No, Yeah, for no. real. I like seeing that because you shows he could win you know, more than one way. Yeah, do something different, right? Right, but, dude, that's what I hate. It's like if it's not their finisher, they can't pin him, like no matter what happens. He and I actually, he, the, he probably thought he couldn't get the guy up on the rack. Oh yeah, maybe so. Yeah, the guy would probably said, "Oh well, I don't know if I could take that." All right, well, I'll just give a big elbow. He put Curtis Hughes. He put Mister Hughes in the rack though, like, and he's a big dude, so I don't know. But it could be sub to that. He was like, "Man, I'm not lifting you up. I don't feel like it today." <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so 25 minutes in, we finally get a promo. This is definitely not the old studio days, as we always discuss. We got Ric Flair. It's kind of generic, but I want to play it uh, for a couple of reasons. Here it is. Rick at the top of the program, we heard comments from the 7-foot, seven 7-inch, 450-pound Elegante. He didn't miss words. He said, I want the belt. He's referring to your title. Long before we spend one moment of the one and only world heavyweight champion time talking about the giant we'll talk about rick flair jim ross we'll talk about this because whether you out there like it or don't like it i'm back bigger than life for the seventh time bright light big city pretty lady power Prestige, faith, anything that I want in the wrestling world today comes my way. And you know why, Jim Ross? Because I am the world heavyweight wrestling champion. I want Sting too. Where is he? <laughs> wow, look at this. Wait, just a second here. I want the bell. <laughs> I want your bell. 
What you better do, my friend, is remember you're talking direct flair, the world champion. And you better remember something else. All my wrestling career, I have specialized uh. in big guys. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And the bottom line is, Ric Flair is back for the seventh time. Woo! All right, uh. ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep our eye on this situation. But right now, let's go back up to Rhubarb Jones. Okay, I want to say something. He talks about being seven-time world champion. He talks a little while longer and a crowd starts chanting, we want Sting. And that's when Eligante comes out and says, I want the belt again. And then he walks off. You know how Doc hated how Sting was champ and hated the whole thing with the Black Scorpion and hated the angle they did and they should have just had it Sting and Flair feuding up until that point. There was no need for the Black Scorpion, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the reason I always say it can always be worse. Oh, yeah, bro. Because... <laughs> Eligante walks out and says, I want the belt, and walks off. And he's, yeah, it seems like that's the only thing he knows in English. It is, Hopper. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not what I'm criticizing. I'm just criticizing, like. But, like, why did he walk off? Yeah, like. Right, right, but, you know, all day he sat there, like, in a dressing room practicing, I want the help. No, I want the. Uh, I want the belt. <laughs> I want the belt. I want the belt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all all he got there to do is like maybe take a step forward, have Flair take a step back just to show that Flair's like a little intimidated, but there was none of that. He just yeah, uh-huh. he said I want the belt and turned on and walked away. Thanks for coming. I yeah. just like okay, put yourself like I always say Okay, think about being a kid, all right? And I know what they're going to do later in the show, but even then, think about being a kid, even if this is geared towards you. That's not riveting. He just came out and said he wanted the belt. What are we doing here? Like, what? Let's get some hot shit going, man. This is putting us to sleep. JR really attempted to get it over with the like cartoon bug eyes the entire time Higante was out there. So he's like, oh, oh." he's just like flabbergasted about Higante's size, trying to get that over. You can never say JR wasn't trying to get it to work. Yeah. Because he's forever making the faces and selling it on those lots of those promos like that. JR does his job. Unfortunately, the other members of the promotion just. uh, wasn't doing their job. Did he? Did he win anything ever? Eligante. No. Anything? Uh, yeah, like any championships. What did he win in WWF, if anything, Crockett? Do Nothing. you even remember? Nothing. Yeah. No, he just went straight into a feud with the Undertaker, and that was yeah. Really it. It's not even a criticism of him. It's, bro. When you got a giant, you got a. You can do. You could have still did stuff with him back then. I mean, look what they did with Paul White. I mean, what if he uh, had a manager that could speak just, for him? Bro, anything. Like, there ain't many seven foot five people walking around Earth. So you could do something with him. It's just like Kevin Sullivan. I think Heyman used to say all the time, "Man, hide the negatives, accentuate the positives, and just do that to the best of your ability." And you could do something. They just this dude obviously wasn't ready and. 
Why is he talking? I don't need him talking. Get somebody else to talk for him, like Harper just said. Get him a manager. Yeah. Oh, man. I hate getting accused of constantly beating this stuff up, but, I mean, what are we supposed to do here? Well, let's keep moving. We got the Red Rooster. I'm sorry. Terry Come Taylor. Arr, 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 <laughs> versus Dave Diamond. Yes, Dave Diamond. Not Diamond Dave, our famous uh, Dave Jordan out there who uh, helps with the Facebook group and who is a big-time BTT Hall of Fame patron. But Dave Diamond is actually this guy's name. And we have no Alexander York out here with um, with Terry Taylor. And the reason I mention that is because during the clash, it was announced that Taylor was the newest member of the York Foundation. But this was actually taped before the clash, so that's why York's not out there with him. Uh let me go to you, Crockett. Anything from this one? Uh, I mean, Terry Taylor is being a little generous with uh, giving Dave Diamond a bunch of near falls, but they were pretty sloppy, and he was kind of like slow to feed up. And then Taylor just like drills him in the face with the clothesline and bloodies the guy's nose. Mm-hmm. So that was the uh, excitement we got out of this matchup. Yeah, and then when he pins him, he says something to him. Watch, he he see he's. And then when he gets up. He says something. He apologized, Harper. Yeah. Oh, really? Because he kind of yeah. says, "Okay, I, oh well." I think I think I think he apologized because he he hit him with that drop kick, like and what um and then the lariat right there. I don't know if that's what did it, but he potated him and blooded his nose. Oh, well, that's and, good. If you apologize, you think the Road Warriors would have done that? No, no, <laughs> not a chance. I mean. I joke about it, but that's actually nice on Terry Taylor's part to yeah. apologize to the dude. Even like right. when he hits him on the chest during the pin, I think that's his way. Of, I know that's his way of doing it too. But um, if you watch the five arm, he didn't even touch him. Watch the five arm on the replay on a slow mo. He don't touch him. <laughs> yeah, he never touched him. Um, but yeah, I think that's what happened. Crockett caught it. I caught it too. He bloodied him, bloodied his nose, and then. I thought I took it as him apologizing. Did you think that's what he was doing at the end, Crockett? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely saying something like that, like I'll help clean you up afterwards or whatever. Yeah. My bad, kid. Sorry yeah. about that. Didn't mean to potato you. All right, well, the show keeps us keeps on moving, and the next match we go to after commercial is the Steiner Brothers versus our dude from the Smoky from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Even though this was before Smoky, Nature Boy Paul Lee, but he is. You know, just announced as Paul Lee and Ray Hammer. So Ray Hammer and Paul Lee, <laughs> dude. No matter how many times I see this buffoon Paul Lee, he always makes me laugh. Anyway, uh, we get a picture and picture promo from the Steiners. It's very gener- generic. Let me go to you, Crockett. What do you have from this uh, barn burner of a match between these two teams that ends pretty quickly? Yeah, I know you guys have talked about this, but the picture and picture stuff is just like. Such a far cry from the old studio stuff. I don't know how you guys give out Rolexes these days. It's just so little to pick and choose from. Yeah. But uh, the uh, the job guy in the last match uh, got off easy compared to, uh, what's his name, Ray Hammer in this match. Yeah, God. It's hammer time for Ray Hammer. <laughs> he, he got hammered. It's a 37-46, the... Uh, the clothesline, the Steiner line for Rick Steiner knocks him the fuck out. Yes, let me go to it. Um, it's about 10 seconds away from now. Rick Steiner, they're about to lock up. Rick Steiner gives him a big boot, and he's about to 
give it to him right here. Yeah, this is why you need a patron so you can see it on video. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. You see him like he's, his arms are, he's like trying to get up and not happening. He, he felt it. <laughs> he felt it. And then, uh, the finish is not far after that. After that, that was light. The elbow looks finish. bad. That, that his, his hair. Yeah. That's like, did. is that like Watch. early nineties, uh, stupidity? Yeah. White trash, I guess. This is what you did in the 90s. Boys and girls just kind of drag guy over to the corner. Man, I was 16, man. Injury concussion. What, back then? You were six. I don't know if it was. uh, 91. Oh, shit. Well, I hadn't made 16 yet, but my point being. That was like 14. (sighs) What a time to be alive. 13, 14, yeah. Oh, boy. Mm, there we go. 17. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. <laughs> he didn't post. Well, he went up, and Scott's just strong enough to just muscling him up, even without a yeah. post. <laughs> yeah, he was looking for the tilt to world, but it ended up yeah, being just like was, a regular side uh, slam. Yep, and then um, there's the Frankensteiner. On yeah, I, I did not have Holy. any confidence in the Frankensteiner after seeing that tilt to world, but it turned out to be... Half decent. Uh, yeah. If you if, if you want, go back and watch the replay of the Frankensteiner too. Polly Scott must have told him before the the match, like make sure your arms don't get in the way when you do the Frankensteiner. Watch how he hits the ropes with his arms completely at his side. <laughs> 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 I think I think you're right, Crockett, because nobody hits the ropes like that, yeah. like on purpose, on purpose, because you're you have to you should lay your I I laid my dominant arm across the top to stop yeah. me from going through it. Like if you're you know sweaty yeah. or whatever, and he did not do that. He just hit it straight across the back with his arms at the side. You can see it his real good on the like replay. His arms like to his sides. Yeah, they're like limp. Look at look look at his arms. They're limp. The <laughs> <laughs> it looks He's like, like Fred Flintstone running with his arms down. <laughs> He's yeah. like fuck. I can't fuck this up too. Uh, yeah, I don't want to mess this up. Here's that lariat one more time. The Western Union fastest way to send money. <laughs> that, dude, that dude got knocked out, man. Oh. All right. Well, we go to commercial. And uh, then when we come back t- from commercial, we go to the wrestling wrap-up segment. And these are actually pretty cool. I won't, won't play the whole thing. but Because um, it's Gordon Soley hosting the wrestling wrap-up. And sometimes it's replays. But other times like this, I thought this was good to do. It's Gordon Soley. He's talking about Stan Hansen versus Vader. This is from the Tokyo Dome. And they're wrestling each other. And we're actually going to see a good bit of this here. The only thing about this is you really can't you can't get the full effect of this match. One, JR is voicing it over. And then two, the Japanese fans, they just don't pop like the American fans do. They're not going to come out of their seats like, you'll hear American fans. And especially if you're thinking of the old mid Atlantic days or JCP days in the Carolinas and whatnot. I mean, we saw matches where, you know, 3000 people in a civic center rec center would just, they sound like 40. So you don't get that here. You can't get that feel of it because of where they're at. And Jr. is voicing this thing over and just talking through it. As I say all that though, it's still something else to see these two big bulls just, kind of beat the piss out of each other uh crockett i guess i'll throw to you 
Any thoughts on what we see here with these two? Man, Vader was awesome with that smoke. So I seem to recall like Vader was just like a he'd, he'd do a couple appearances here and there in WCW. He wasn't full time for a while after this, right? Right, because well, I think it was summer of last year he came in for the pay-per-view, destroyed Z-Man, and then was there for a cup of coffee, left, came back, cup of coffee, was supposed to be, I think, Luger's tag partner for something that happened, and then literally disappeared. I think he wrestled a couple of live events, non-televised against the Iron Sheik. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I just want to see that. I think it was versus Sheik. I, I'd have to look at the results again, but... And then, yes, he kind of disappears for a bit. And this this was in late 90 when he came back for a, a hot second. And then he's gone again. And then they start building this thing up because now he's going to be coming back. And I th- think we're getting to the point where he's going to be kind of, I'm going to call him mainstay, but a regular. That's what I should say. So, yeah, this is what they're kind of doing and. I like it, you know, them showing these two because Hanson's been here for a while now too. So it's good. It builds it up and whatnot. But yes, you are correct. He come in and leave, come in, leave and whatnot. Yes. They, they kind of like building this up. Like these guys are hot and heavy feuding, but I, I looked this up. This match took place in February 10th, 1990. So this was like a year ago in the <laughs> Tokyo Dome. So, so the beauty is only the, Fans of Japanese wrestling back then and tape traders would have known it. And I guess Meltzer subscriber folks. Other than that, I'd like to believe probably 90% of the wrestling fans in this, in in this country had no idea. Yeah. And these guys just like pop the shit out of each other for the amount we see. It's not wrestling. They, They just, what we see is just them beating the hell out of each other. And, and um, I got no problem with that. I mean, there's no. the Halloween Havoc that uh, Blassie and I reviewed a long time ago where Vader and Mick Foley beat the piss out of each other in the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans. Yeah, I remember I- I'm that. So, I'm so mad I wasn't at that show. Me too, man. I think when that happened, I was kind of not really watching this anymore. Yeah, I was like in and out. But what's crazy is I know the tickets weren't that much. Um no. It probably was affordable, <laughs> and they beat the hell out of each other. Like, and it probably it, like, wouldn't it, sell out. Nah, probably not. I'd I'd have to look it up, but they beat the piss out. Of, I think that's actually ninety, that ninety two or ninety three. I can't remember, but oh, oh god, yeah. they beat the hell out of each other. Oh, they I beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, they be, look at these two now. Hanson, dude, Hanson just opened. Let me go back. Look at look look at. Vader's throwing bombs with these elbows at Hanson's head. And then watch Hanson fire back at him with the slaps. Watch Vader with these elbows. Damn, bro. And then watch Hanson with the slaps, just open (laughs) slaps to the face, to the jaw. They don't care. This is great. Strong style, brother. Give me this on Wednesday nights. I'd watch it. Oh, Crockett, any other thoughts with these? I mean, it's really, I can't analyze it any more than to say they just beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, I think it's a good way to promote that they're going to have this rematch on the pay-per-view. So it's it's really good way to get that across. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing scientific about this whatsoever. <laughs> 
Boogie, nothing about you says computer or technology, and in their case, that's a good thing. Um, I mean, what are we, like five minutes in, and not one spot's been called. <laughs> yeah, not one, not one bump. I don't think. Look at those elbows. This is a crime. I mean, get in there, ref. This happens anywhere else in the world, outside of a ring. They're arrested. <laughs> Huh. Anyway, all right. So they they keep showing it. Like I say, they they show a good bit of it. I mean, this goes on for a while. They actually they'll actually show clips of this. There's a wrestling move. Um, they'll actually show clips of this for for a while, like months. They're gonna show clips, and this is this might be the time when they show the most most amount of time of that match. But anything anyway. Um. JR mentions that, you know, again, we're not watching the full thing, but he sells it that both men were hospitalized after this and to order the pay-per-view because the rematch is going to be at Wrestle War. And then the last thing Gordon does, he wraps up the segment. Gordon says, next week, we'll have a big update on the bright future of Dusty Rhodes, who, if you are a patron, you were able to listen to Doc and I break down Clash 14, Dusty was a tremendous commentator in many ways, in some ways not, on Clash 14. He actually commentated with Jim Ross, and it was, it was a great show. Um, so anyway, more on Dusty next week, but I actually think they might have flubbed it. I think it might be the week after, but I can't remember. So there was that. Crockett, any other thoughts on wrestling wrap-up before we keep this, uh, this gimmick moving along? No, let's move. All right. So then we go to, I think, what's probably the longest match on the show. It is Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong. The Lightning Express, after we've been told they've been back together for quite some time, they actually have a match on television together. So they finally did right by them, I guess. Arn yeah. and- versus Arn Anderson and Barry Windham. There is, th- these pitcher and pitchers, they usually aren't good, but Arn actually says something phenomenal here. At least to me, it was great. So I want to go back just a few seconds and, and listen to Arn. Here it is. For all you blood and guts enthusiasts, you got all eight killers in the ring at one time. In the war games, we make the Red Cross a Fortune 500 company. And Doom, you'd better be prepared because we're not through with you yet either. I don't know. I thought that was good. Arn, quick picture in picture because, you know, we can't get studio promos anymore from the greatest talk, one of the greatest talkers ever. He mentions the that they make the Red Cross a Fortune 500 company with these War Games matches. I just thought that was great. Uh, yeah. Let me go to you, Crockett. Your thoughts on either the pitcher-in-pitcher pitcher or, you know, the relatively, I'm going to say, long match because they gave them like 18, 19 minutes here. Yeah, it was a long match. Um, I mean, you could tell they have a lot of respect for Brad Armstrong. They gave him a lot. I mean, he was there for like the entire heat, and they, they did some great uh, teases and – falses falsies and uh you know false comebacks so they did a lot and of course armstrong looked tremendous through the uh, whole way but um yeah it was i mean it was it was a good match they bob Cottle at the beginning pushed it as one of the main event matches of the show and and these these guys i mean horner was he, he was he was decent i mean but brad armstrong was the star of the show i think yeah for all the grief we always give horner about his inability to cut a promo. Um, if Arn Anderson has respect for you in the ring, that says something. And, well, he and Arn were really good friends, so that says a lot. 
And like you said, Brad was the, the one of the stars. Well, he was the star as far as from the tag point of view. Uh, they, they're a good tag team together, Horner and Armstrong. I mean, that's why they were yeah. UF, I mean, UWF tag team. They served that purpose. Yeah, I mean, they're they're both. I say it all the time, man. Like I said it during the Smoky Mountain days. Horner's great in the ring. Don't put a microphone in front of him, or else you get your ears needing. Uh, what did you say that time, Hopper? What a rape kit. Yeah, <laughs> your ears are just violated, and um. Jump on me, slap me, get me in the mood if you know what I'm saying. I don't ever need to hear a wrestler say that in a promo. <laughs> no, I don't want you to slap me and get me in the mood. Um, Not from you, sir. So anyway, yeah, it's good. They work well. Uh, we Tim Horner took the heat once they got into this thing, and I think they made a hot – no, 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 it was Armstrong. Armstrong, I'm yeah. sorry. Armstrong, that's right. Armstrong really took the heat. Tags in Horner. Horner comes in. He's got the crowd going. Eventually, Barry hits Horner with a DDT and stops the offense. We go into a four-way. All four guys are fighting in the ring. When Doom decides to run in, and they run a great match. And uh, Doom comes in and attacks the Horsemen. Horsemen fight off Doom, though. Simmons got hit by his own tag partner in the back, but JR says it was an accident. So they tease a little problem still with Reed and Simmons. I need to point out that when it comes to Reed and Simmons, so they kind of started teasing it last week on the show. And then this week, uh, I'm sorry, on The Clash, they teased the friction again. And then they tease it again here. So by this point, you know, last week's show, you're like, eh, something happening. And then on The Clash, you're like, okay, hold on. By the time you see it a third time, it's like, okay, the message is loud and clear. They, something's up. They, they're, they're breaking up doom. And it's just a matter of time. Anyway, uh, Crockett, did you have any other thoughts on the finish? I thought the finish was good. I mean, I understand Doom breaking it up and ruining them. You know, I, I'm being critical of it, but I'm really not. I, I get why they went that route. Any thoughts on the finish, though, and how they did all this? Uh, I mean, that Tim Horner here was, oh, was good and, until he started uh, right here. He, he starts throwing punches at uh, Barry Windham. And after you see in uh, Brett Armstrong's punches when he's coming back, it, these are a little weak and then <laughs> Winner just has to stop selling them because they're they they weren't looking good at all. But um, yeah, I was a little disappointed that they uh, you know, doomed did the run in and uh, kind of ended the match after all this time. But uh, something you got to get used to, especially you get used to later in wrestling and the Attitude Era and all that. So yeah, this is it was a textbook old school, very good tag team match. Good all the um, all the aspects of a great tag team match just the finish was a lacking Harper I'm going to ask you this more uh, as we get further on but um, Doom hasn't broken up yet but do you think it's a mistake if and when Doom breaks up yeah I mean everyone thinks that they were badass man I mean who as, would, would want to see them break up as, oh, there uh, you go there it is uh, Reed went flying into Simmons and yeah. Uh, as Chris Zoncha says, Doom was badass, bruh. They're supposed to be, they're supposed to be heels, right? Yeah. But and you know, so I mean, the horsemen. Yes. All right. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just two heels. I mean, yeah. Here's what it is. I mean, you could have heels going at it. They weren't doing face versus face back then, though. 
at this point. Yeah. I mean, if, if they did, it was really rare. Okay. Well, we keep moving. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the finish. So when we come back, well, we go to commercial first, I should say. And then when we come back, we're going to go to a promo. But the producer needs to get to it right now. I should have Crockett do this because uh, he could do it better on the fly than me. All right. We go to Paulie, who's with Doom. Here it is. Time have entered a danger zone of their very own because as the world tag team champions they have everybody breathing down their neck now gentlemen nobody knows better than I the value of a great manager and I got to be real honest with you after seeing that fight you are sorely in need of the leadership of your manager Mr. Theodore R. Long where is Teddy let me tell you something right now Polly don't you worry about Teddy Long he take care of business he got in front of my condo. He bought a condo for me. He bought a condo for him. And he bought a condo for Big hey, Brad. Hey, hold it, brother. I don't know if you remember what just took place right here. This ain't about buying no condo. This ain't about no big houses and big cars. If we don't get back with what made us the world tag team champion, we're going to lose what's very valuable to us. And that's the belts. Well, better man, we're going to take care of business. We are teams. And we've always been together, and we're going to stay together. But listen, you can't buy a condo if you ain't got money. And those belts are money to me, and this interview is over. It's over. But I, I wanted to ask you where Teddy Long... See, obviously what we got here is a situation. What I need to do right now is find Mr. Theodore R. Long and bring him right out here on the danger zone. And right now, we're going up. To the ring. Boy, Paulie overdoes it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when he's uh, when he's in his in his element here, you can tell he's still working on it. Anyway, Crockett, any thoughts on what we got going on here? No, I mean, where is Teddy? When's the last time we've seen him? It's been a while, huh? So since since that that uh, uh them and uh flare thing, right? No, he. We've seen him since then. He was a part of that friction when they were kind of getting into it a couple weeks ago, or they kind of were. Simmons was like, kind of looking at Teddy and Reed, and we're like, "Y'all need to get y'all focused together." I don't. So we've seen him. It's been two to three weeks, but I tell you this: he's not here today, and he also wasn't on the clash. Um during the during their match he wasn't out he wasn't out there with them so they they're kind of like teddy's not focused and simmons is not happy about it that's what i was saying when they initially started teasing this thing a while back it was like okay maybe it's just nothing but then you know it keeps going and then you get to the clash and you see some more friction and then you see this it's like all right they it's just a matter of time simmons makes a lot of sense you know we need them world tag title belts we're gonna keep making this money and those belts are money, and he's pissed. Like he he's not happy with his tag partner or his manager right now. So more to come. But uh, Teddy's around. But Teddy's lack of focus is what we're being led to believe. All right. So uh, we keep moving. Next match it is the Freebirds versus Rick Hardrock and Reno Riggins, Smoky Mountains. Reno Riggins, yeah. Rick Hardrock. That definitely, as we said mm. a while back, has to be a rib of some sorts on someone. Crockett, since Harper didn't watch it, I'll throw it to you. What do you have from this barn burner of a matchup with Steven Javorski's uh, favorite wrestler of all time, Michael Hayes? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a tag match. Not not doesn't really resemble the last match we saw, but <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> no. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for the fifteenth time, uh, Jr. Radio rates that the, that uh, Elegante wants the belt. So we did we did hear that, and we did hear that Ross will talk to him later on. Um. So another thing I want I want to talk about, like they use a DDT as their finish here. Um, you know the Freebird DDT as um, mm-hmm. Jim Ross calls it, and Barry Windham just used a DDT right the prior this match. This I don't know. This happened a lot, I think, in WCW where no one's like protecting their finishes. I don't know, like what if people just aren't talking or if they don't care. I don't get it. Oh, Crockett, you were in the locker rooms. You've heard all these old timers like we didn't learn that stuff by just making it up. You would hear these old timers and I was around in the 90s. They would late 90s, mid to late 90s. They would talk about those things. But then when you go back and watch the wrestling from those days, you see lots of hypocrisy. From the stuff these old timers would say, everything was airtight, brother. And, you know, they never did the things that they would claim that you shouldn't do. And then you see it all the time. And that's just one that that one's so obvious. We don't even point it out. We like we never Harper. We don't even talk about it, huh? Because it's just that's just a minor issue on these shows. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you're Uh, right, Crockett. You're like, right. You're you're dead on. I guess I guess. They just don't give a shit. Yeah, it seems what it's, that seems what it is. Yeah. I, I, oh, the, yeah. The, the Javorski, that buffoon Javorski just cranked one off to Hayes wiggling his hips. I mean, I nothing think, against you. I think if he you got, gained some weight, huh? Hayes? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You could see the gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. A few years ago, when he was... He worked a series of matches with Flair in like January of was it eighty nine? Right. Oh Something my like god! That. I think it was eighty nine. Oh my god! He was in, maybe it was eighty eight. Can't remember. He was in such good shape. Oh god! He, like he was lean. Like he wasn't muscular and like cut, but he was lean. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he, ripping and running the roads with Jimmy Garvin now, and they <laughs> you know he ain't nothing lean. Yeah, these uh these yellow tights aren't hiding those love handles. No. Mm-hmm. That's his Hogan outfit, the orange and yellow, <laughs> I think. But yeah, the the love handles in the belly are are poking out on a uh, haze right here for sure. Uh, but but to your point, Crockett, yeah, nobody's protecting. That's like I do. It's funny because we never talk about that, but it is obvious. It's what happens every episode. I don't say every, but it happens all the time. But you know what? To them old timers, everything was airtight, brother. Huh. You know what I like? I like to hear when Malonis would be on this show, Crockett. Sometimes yeah. he would imitate. He would Im- imitate uh, Kowalski. He actually does a good Kowalski. I think, hey! it's, I think, I think it's required if you're from this area. Yeah, from the <laughs> Boston area. He was talking about like uh, when he was uh, breaking in and training, and uh, he was running a spot. I don't. know. He may have been running it with um, with Hanson, and they were in the ring, and I don't know if it was a tackle, drop down, something, and. Something one of them did, and Kowalski's sitting on his chair on the outside, and he just jumps up out of his chair when he sees it. He's fake. 
I can't do it. <laughs> he, Malonis can do it. Yeah. Well, you you weren't you weren't a, you you weren't you weren't at the school at the time, right? When Kowalski was still training. I was around. Yeah. Okay. Come I in one day a week. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's keep moving because the Freebirds and Rick Hard Rock and Reno Riggins are not putting butts in the seats. Uh, Hayes no. does hit Riggins with the DDT, and that's a wrap. I think it's coming right here. Uh, the yeah. heels get the cheer at that. Uh, here's the DDT. Here it comes. And it, look, look, look. He's pointing to the fans. Yeah, yeah, they want to see it. I mean, they're responding. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Yum. <laughs> just a face full of phallus mm. right, right right faithful jesus christ all right well let's uh let's keep the show moving and we're gonna go to the next match hopefully i didn't go too far oh i didn't I hit it right on the money we got sid vicious who has taken on a gentleman by the name of philip Parrish. uh sid just destroys this kid and after the match the fake emts are back to put the guy on the back on the stretcher after sid knocks him off the stretcher and Sid attacks them and the stretcher and the ref, and the crowd's going nuts. You know, Hopper, you asked a second ago about the four horsemen, and aren't they heels? And yeah. Doc asked last week, is Sid a horseman? He is. Look at the graphic oh, yeah. behind him on the oh, picture. Yeah, the, and picture. the logo's behind him. But you wouldn't know it because, the, look, Sid wasn't my thing. I say it all the time, but, man, he is getting ridiculous cheers as he pummels this poor bastard. Like, they are popping for Sid. And Crockett, were you a Sid guy? Did you like Sid? I mean, like, were you a big Sid fan back then? Maybe not. Oh, yeah. One, you know. I, um, I was at his uh, WWF debut. Um, what was it, 93, I guess? or 90, Somewhere in 92, maybe. Uh, he, he debuted in, a, in the Worcester Center in Massachusetts. And I brought a sign. I had a Sid sign. Oh. So, yeah, Sid Justice. Rules the world. So, yeah, I was a big Sid fan. I mean, how could you not be? He's just very, very impressive, uh, dominant guy. I didn't dislike him. It just, he didn't, something was missing for me with Sid. Now, as I say that, when you watch guys like Norman and some of the other BS we've seen, you're like, nah. like Harper says, Sid looks like he just stepped out of a Marvel comic. So, yeah, pretty much. He, he at least looks like a star. Unlike, yeah. yeah. Norman, Chuck, I'm sorry. I, I said you were drunk last week when you were trying to talk to me about Norman. But, man, the only thing I, I got out of the conversation was Calgary and Maka Singh. So I figured, yeah, you were talking <laughs> about Norman. Uh, I love you, Chuck. Uh, Should have bought you more beer, but you were already pretty gone, man. So <laughs> I love Chuck. Chuck's a good dude. <laughs> He's hilarious, man. But he was so drunk at uh, the Wildcat show. Uh, I was trying to go back and watch Sid just just hit this nasty power bomb on his kid. Uh, what did you think about this power bomb? It, this happens weekly, Crockett. But any thoughts on Sid breaking this guy in half? No, it's uh, it's. I remember back in the day, this was like revolutionary. I think he was the first guy I saw do a power bomb. So it was he just like I said, he's just he was just an impressive guy. It was hard not to uh, be drawn Damn. to him. God, yeah, look how big he is. Oh, yeah. We got his shoulders. Traps, shoulders. Yeah. He's, like you say, out of a Marvel comic. Yep. The fans react to him. This guy, look at this. Oh, you. (laughs) Lay down, bitch. 
He hit him in the back of the head with that lariat. Oh, my God. Uh, I do like the EMT. Fan. They can't even find, like, a matching top for the, like, the metal, oh. medical scrubs he's wearing. So he's just got, like, a T-shirt on. <laughs> Did I say? I had it in no, my notes. see it in a second. Watch, watch, Hopper. Look, <laughs> l- l- watch. You can't see him right now. But so they put the guy on a stretcher, <laughs> and you see the one guy, he's got scrubs, and then he's, his shirt is a different color. Yeah, it's just a black T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why I called. That's why I said fake EMTs. Remember that 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 uh, Smoky Mountain? I forgot yes. who it was who left on a stretcher. <laughs> yeah. and it was like those fucking World War Two stretchers, or like in like a Nam, where you would see like in fucking <laughs> platoon, where they get the guy like on a stretcher, put them on a fucking helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no wheels, a, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a stretcher like that. Like, like what? What the fuck? I think, I think, and I think the thing we talked about there was the fact that they roll out this like World War II gurney, not roll out. They, they bring out this World War II or Vietnam stretcher and Harper's like, I don't remember what you said, but it was something like, damn dude, how the hell is that thing? Like the fact that that thing is still in a high school gym in the Smoky Mountains in 1993, like, I don't know if I should be shocked or not shocked that that stretcher is somehow there. Because you know nobody brought that to the building. Right. Like, I can't see what a wrestler or even Cornette, like, having that as a souvenir or something to bring it with them. And I forget who it was that got just obliterated. I don't even remember what it was about. Maybe it was when they were doing the the, the master angle or whatever. Yeah. But they they roll out the stretch that roll out. They carry out the stretcher, and then didn't like somebody come back out and attack the guy, or they accidentally dropped the poor sap off the stretcher. I remember the fucking two guys bringing him out. They just look like two typical like Tennessee assholes with fucking mullets and you know like some dudes you would see like at a hanging out in front of a fucking truck stop. That's that's because it was that. <laughs> it was two just regular Tennessee or Kentucky dudes. Oh, I can't, dude. I wish I could find it. I'd show it to Crockett right now so uh. you could see it. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't picture the wrestler that was on the stretcher and was the one that, that wasn't. Japanese guy that got cut up. I think it was before that because it was uh. before. It was. I think it was had something to do with the master when Sullivan was was coming in, but then there was another time too when Jimmy Golden and uh, Robert uh, Robert Fuller had almost the same type of gurney, and they oh like the Smoky Mountain EMTs, which was like you said, two guys with mullets and sunglasses, like two Tennessee <laughs> jackoffs. They start carrying the guy out, and they and and Fuller and Golden come out and just throw the poor bastard off the freaking stretcher, <laughs> and, and we're just dying laughing because why why not? You know it was hilarious, but I think we saw that nineteen seventies Vietnam stretcher twice. <laughs> you well, they, they they actually used it in WWF too when Superstar Billy Graham got injured by um. Greg Valentine, I think it was, it was sometime in 88. And they actually they had the old school, like, uh, 
you know, stretcher and the, the two fake EMTs were walking into the back and they're walking so fast that they tripped over their own feet and dropped him. Jesus. Uh, Why not? So you can probably find that uh, online somewhere. Carry out superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, he's got dudes like 300 pounds. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because then he, I mean, he's even bigger at that point. Huh. Yeah. On one of those, too. Two dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they tripped and dropped him. Yeah. He <laughs> went tumbling Wait. out. So that's on television somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It was on, like, Super oh, Wrestling Challenge, I think. Oh, uh, one of them, yeah. Yeah. 88. Uh, yeah. Well, God bless America and the Vietnam stretchers. Again, I don't know if I'm uh, shocked or entertained by the fact that they still had one in 93 in Smoky Mountain. That's just a few years after the Vietnam War, Hopper, and, I mean, it looked like it was something from World War II or Vietnam at the latest. All right. Well, we'll keep moving. Let's go now to Brian Pillman. This is a very awkward promo. Here it is. I'm here with Brian Pillman, and on February 24th, live from Phoenix, Arizona, exclusively on pay-per-view, it's going to be the War Games, and you're involved in a match that's going to have not one but two rings sitting side-by-side, surrounded in steel with a top on it. How have you prepared for this match? Well, Missy, I've competed in a lot of very physical football games and wrestling matches throughout my career. But there's no question, the brutality of war games is going to make this the most vicious physical confrontation I've ever been involved with. Fortunately, I got some great teammates. They don't come any tougher than the Stinger and the Steiner brothers. And we're all looking forward to making the four horsemen submit and surrender. Oh, well, what is Very, very good. Uh, Brian, you're one of my favorite wrestlers, and your point's well made, and I'm sorry to come out here. But, you know, I come out here week after week talking to the championship committee, trying to get my point across. I think you understand. You stand in line, people get in front of you, they keep passing you, and sooner or later you have to do something about it. Now, I don't have a problem with you. I think you understand my point. Do you have a problem with me? No, Terry, I don't have a problem with you. I don't, I don't have a problem with you. Do you have a problem with me? Look, I already told you I don't have a problem with you. Hey, I think we need to go to a break. <laughs> um, I felt like somebody missed a line there or something. Um, well, what did you, I don't know, Crockett, what did you think? Yeah, there's definitely something, <laughs> something missing there. Yeah, it does. Like first thing I say, I said in uh, my notes here, awkward. Um, so, yeah, the fact that he he says it twice in a row, uh, Terry Taylor. You know, I don't have a problem with you. Do you have a problem with me? The second time, you know, he says it the first time, and Pillman's like, "No, I don't have a problem with you." Then he says him again, so he has to like say it differently. So he's points in his face, like, "Look." No, I don't have a problem with you. It's like like he's he's like all aggressive, but still telling me he doesn't have a problem with him. It's kind of sounds like he has a problem with him. I was waiting for something else from one of them, and it just seemed really odd. Like, and then Taylor staring at him, like, "Please say something else." And I don't know. It was real awkward. Just something's missing. I don't know what the point of that was. I don't know, it's, and like, it's, it's, like you said, that they already they're already going in a different direction with Terry Taylor. So it's yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. Cut this out. Why? Yeah. Why, why air it? 
Yeah, I mean Taylor's already if you, on the clash that he they botched that they they Taylor made man right. Um. Well, they okay. Well, so Fred's Taylor. No, no, no. What happened was during the during the intros, not Rhubarb Jones. Uh, Gary Michael Capetta says the computerized man of the nineties, Terry Taylor. And Taylor looks at him like, well, dude, why are you saying that? And then there's, so earlier in the show, Alexander York says, I'm going to announce who my new guy is. And then in the match, she does a picture in picture announcing that it's Taylor, but it was already blown because the announcer already said he was a computerized man in the nineties. And then she comes out during the match as she's scouting him. Like she hasn't decided yet. It was all botched up. They did the WCW thing or the you know Von Eric thing on that one. All messed up. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's like that was like yeah, that's textbook WCW. Yeah, yeah. It it was. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Just all messed up. Harper, you back yet? Did you take your dump? Oh shit! Oh fuck! I didn't know. Fuck! I was muted. <laughs> I, I I figured you just stepped away. I was watching Chuck Doors. Oh yeah, actually the commercial. Yeah. These these commercials, if you watch them, are more entertaining than most of the angles oh, yeah. in wrestling. Oh, I made Tiffany watch Missing in Action three the other night. The one the one when he goes back to Vietnam to get his kid. You really like torturing that poor woman. Yeah, she's like this is like that. Uh, what's that movie with the puppets? The America Force or whatever. Uh no, what was that called? Um. Team America, something. Team America, something. Oh my God, that in that movie. She's like, this is like what what Team America makes fun of. (laughs) I never thought about it like that, but okay, yeah. (laughs) Have you seen that Team America thing? Oh God, not in a million years. Jesus Christ, it is horrible. I never thought I'd see satire, porn, and dolls. (laughs) <laughs> all together at the same time. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, all right, let's keep going. Pillman, that Pillman Taylor thing was weird. We got Bobby Eaton versus Tim Parker here, and eventually this thing is going to end with a big Alabama jam from Bobby Eaton for the win. Crockett, what do you have from this one, if anything? Yeah, you said eventually. <laughs> this, I think, what happened was, yeah, I think they do these live to tape, and they're like, yeah, uh, Bobby. We need 15 minutes. Oh, yep. my Go God. out there and have a barn burner because this thing went on, holy fuck, forever. Yeah. Th- this didn't need to go on this long with Bobby Eaton versus Tim Parker. But I agree with you, Crockett. The They're live to tape. So they're, I guess, trying to time it out. And some matches like this one, I don't get it sometimes. They should just let people cut longer promos like <clears throat> Arn Anderson. Yeah, for real, huh? Uh, but they don't. And um, it wasn't that it was bad. It's just that Bobby did not need 12 minutes to defeat Tim Parker. Yeah. Also, also I, I want you to see if you can call something up here. It's 148.07. Oh, 148.07. Okay, hold on. Let's so let's see. see. Uh, let me go back. I'm at 148.03. Yeah, watch, watch the unique way that this guy defends uh, someone charging in the corner at him. <laughs> I missed that on my notes. That's something different. Oh my god. Just give me ass. 
<laughs> fantastic. Hold on. Look at this again. All right. So uh, him and Bobby are struggling in the ropes a little bit, and they're fighting, a little punching. And and uh, here it comes. Bobby Irish whips him into the corner, and um, he just gives him a piece of ass to the gut. <laughs> And then the botchery on this uh, sunset flip off the top rope is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. That it was tremendous. Grab a hold. That's exactly what Bobby Eaton just did, too. Bobby's like, enough of this shit. Hammerlock. Yeah, then a minute later, like 151.33, there's a modified neckbreaker, as called by uh, Jim Ross. 151.53. Okay, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have this. I did, I forgot to mention it. Watch this. 151.33. So it's a little before. 33. This. That's right. Okay, hold up. All right. 151.28. Here we go. Modified neck breaker. Let's see what this looks like. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's it's poor dudes. What was he so, trying to do? I. I think he was just trying to jump off the ropes and and the guy was supposed to swing like as a neck breaker. Oh man. Cuz cuz okay, so you know what happens sometimes like a move is missed, you go right back to it immediately. So yeah. Bobby's getting ready to jump off the ropes. Like he's on he steps on the bottom and I guess he's thinking as he comes down, he's going to swing and the guy's going to swing with him. But the guy doesn't move. He just drops straight down See, on his fucking head. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because right. if you look, okay. Bobby starts yeah. to kind of go to his left, but then he's like, wait, this motherfucker ain't coming with me. Yeah. And then Bobby picks him right back up and just says, we're going to do it. And he just goes from there. So I think I think it was going to be, like Crockett called it. He said, a, a botch on the neck breaker. And, well, JR says, a modified. <laughs> Bobby yeah. just went back to it. Uh, well, you get what you get sometimes in these things, but I tell you what wasn't messed up is the uh, Alabama jam here. So, any other thoughts, Crockett? No, that was it. Let's uh, bring this thing home. Yeah, yeah, we're getting close to the end here. So, oh, before oh, this thing oh. can end, that's hey, Greyhound. Less than bucks, thirty bro? for 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 a Greyhound. Yeah, <laughs> you imagine that nowadays. No, that ain't bad, except it's 1991. So unless you got a boogie time machine and bringing back the money we got today, it ain't happening. Fuck, I mean, I know. no. Dude, anywhere, bucks? anywhere for 30 bucks or less. Can you remember? <laughs> Bro, that's a half a take of gas now. <laughs> half. You, dude, that's not even a half. Depending uh, on the car you have. If it, it takes me about 45 bucks to fill my car up. And I, and I get pissed off. I'm thinking... I got nothing to be pissed off, dude, because I got friends of mine that drive those big go fuck yourself pickup trucks. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, they got to be. Oh, we lost them just like that. Yep. He hit mute or something. Harper, mm. we can't hear you. Did you hit mute? I already know what he's going to say. I, I I got friends okay. who drive. Ran out of gas. Harper, you there? Yeah. I said, okay, you were saying you got friends that drive big pickup trucks and then you cut out. Oh, yeah. I, I'm thinking, dude, they got to be spending 150 bucks or more just to fill that fucking shit up. I have a, the midsize truck. So it's not even the yeah. one that, you know, burns like a like the four right. do. 
Um, it's about ninety for me right now. Damn, Jesus, and that's not even a lot. Like, and keep in mind, I don't do a lot of driving, so like I could fill up, and it might be a you know three four weeks before I'm filling up again. Oh, really? Well, well, fuck, that's good. Yeah, but like to the point you're making, I know this is Texas. I know people with trucks that they're blowing through 120 every time they fill up. Jesus, dude, if you got kids and running around and man, bro. My good friend is a home inspector and he uh-huh. owns a roof and he owns a roofing company. Oh God. And the Metro Dallas Metroplex is huge. Bruh, he fills his up twice a week at over $100 every time. Damn, bruh. I mean, he ain't got no choice. Like, he's self-employed, right? right? Like, it's not like he can just go, well, let me go buy a little four-cylinder car. Like, that ain't how it works when you have a business like that. So you know who pays the cost of that is customers. He's got to raise his prices because it's costing him more to get place to place. Yeah. I saw Ford has that little Ford Maverick truck. You saw that thing? Yeah, so that is, I believe I read it's built on like a, it's a unibody. So it's not a, like the frame is not a traditional pickup. And I don't think it's got a ton of towing power. But if you're one of those type of people who don't like driving a car and want to drive a truck, it's a good option because but it's relatively small by today's like small truck standards. So that's yeah. the only thing. Um, like if you, if you see one, like there's a dude who drives around my neighborhood, he's got one. And I was out in the front yard one day and I saw him drive by. And I was like, damn, that thing's small. Like it doesn't, it's not real big at all. Like, I so think I don't, it's like a compact and the Ranger is a midsize, right? And he has yeah, like cause he's full. Yeah, they don't, you know, they don't consider, like, today. Remember back in the day, the, the like, compact trucks, they were actually, like, really small. Like, those old yeah. Nissan. The Subaru your, like, Brat. Remember that one? I don't even remember that one. No? Harper, you remember that? Uh, the Brat? The Brat. Was that, like, a Mitsubishi or something? I think it was Subaru. Oh. Oh. Was, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Let me Google this. They were real little bitty things. They were kind of like a, yeah, they were little bitty things. Subaru Brat? Yeah, B-R-A-T. Subaru. It's not Subaru. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I can't see Hold on. I got to see this. A Brat. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not even a, that's like a car. I think it was like an El Camino. Yeah, it looks like an El Camino almost. It's yeah. Got, yeah, it's, but it's got like a. a it's got a little on. bed. Yeah. With the two seats in the back. Holy crap, dude! There's a picture. This dude's got his two kids strapped in the back of that sunbuck. <laughs> yeah, oh my too, god, yeah. that is tremendous. Oh, y'all got to Google this out there if you listen to it. Subaru Brat. I don't remember that. I remember the El Caminos, obviously, but the like the old Nissans, even like the Chevy S10s, Harper, even yeah. the Rangers. Like back in the day, they were like real small, like super duper small. Yeah. Um, I was having this conversation with one of our patrons, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Travis Rains one day. 
because um he's a mechanic and we were talking about trucks nowadays and how like the midsize like the rangers colorados they're not like they're actually the size of like what a full-size truck used to be like a long time ago um so it's just weird how trucks are now i don't know how we got on this uh tangent but you know oh gas gas Gas, gas prices now I know why you're uh, kissing all these patrons' asses all the time. They're filling up your tank. Yeah. Luckily, I only got to fill up every three to four weeks, bro. I can't imagine having to drive in every, like, I cannot imagine people that are putting, like, 40 miles to 80 miles on their car every day, like, commuting. Oh, my God. And, like, in, in the area we live in, that is not unrealistic, that you would have to drive that far daily to work. Yeah, I used to have an hour commute there and back. Yeah, man. I can't. I can't imagine like like dude, I I was me and my wife were talking about just grocery prices, how much more we're spending like a month feeding a family. It's ridiculous. Now, compound that like your average American with a family, groceries plus now gas. And then of course, all your other bills are probably going up too, electric, water, like everything is like, I, I, Harper tells me and Doc all the time offline. He's like, bro, I don't know how y'all do it with families. I yeah, don't know how. He's like, I, he's like, a bar of hot dogs is five dollars. A back, a a thing of hot dogs is four dollars. Like, yeah. you should be able the to get hot dogs for brand. for fifty nine cents for the cheap brand, and then mm-hmm. you know seventy nine cents for the buns. Like, you basically hit a meal for a family off of two bucks. <laughs> now, now you're spending ten bucks for those two items. Not ten, you know what I'm saying. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, Eligante, because we got to close this thing out. We're gonna go. We're in the home stretch now. Yeah. Eligante is back, and he's gonna repeat a few things he's been repeating throughout the show with Jr. In the background, you'll see Brian Pillman and the Cruel Connection because they're getting ready to wrestle. But we got to hear from Eligante one more time. Welcome back, everyone, to TBS and World Championship Wrestling. As you can easily see, I'm here with the biggest athlete in sports, seven feet seven inch, four hundred fifty pound Eligante. I don't know Spanish very well, and I don't know, I know you do not know English very well. We'll try to conduct this interview, but you made the statement. Tell us one more time, what is it that you want? I want the belt. Yo quiero el cinturón. the belt he's talking about is the belt held by the world's heavyweight champion. Hey, I told you, if you want the belt, you deal with <laughs> me, pal. Not him, and not the public. I'm Ric Flair, and don't forget on, Rick. Let's don't start anything right here. Stay out of we got another match. We got a match to be in the I'm ring here. Seven times. Seven times. The world champion, pal. Lose the love it. You got it? Please, please. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Crockett, your thoughts on this? Uh, I want the belt. Yeah, I wasn't sure what he was going to say, but uh, I'm glad now that I know he does still indeed. Over over these two hours, I know it's a long two hours. Maybe he would have changed his mind, but no, he still wants the belt. Harper, any thoughts? It's rough. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) He just wants the belt. Well, so in the background, Eligante never leaves the area he just hops in the ring the match that was supposed to take place was pillman versus cruel connection 
But Elegante gets in the ring, and Pillman is looking at him like, what the hell's going on, dude? And then Pillman says, okay, let's go ahead and have this match. And then Flair takes his shirt off and says, I'm coming in. And we get Flair in his slacks in the ring, beating up on Elegante with Arn and Sid and Barry holding Elegante as Flair tees off. The Steiners come out to make the save. Uh, Elegante hulks up. No, seriously, he kind of did hulk up. Uh, and chases off Flair. And Pillman, the Steiners, and Elegante are left in the ring as the heels uh, hightail it out of the building. That's how we actually go off air. I want the belt. And uh, that 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 is a wrap on the actual review portion of the show. So before we rate it and hand out a Rolex, I need to throw it to you, Crockett. Any thoughts on how this thing ended? I mean, the the best part of it was Cruel Connection. If you see that, you know, Pillman, <laughs> like, kind of cheers Higante on and backs out of the ring. Uh, Higante gives a look to Cruel Connection, and he literally, he's, like, right by the entranceway, but instead of just hightailing it straight into the entranceway, he goes all the way around the ring, hits all four corners with his arms flailing. He's, like, dressed in green. He looks like Kermit the Frog, literally, like, <laughs> with his arms in the air. Ah! And he runs all the way around all four sides of the ring to go out. <laughs> it's tremendous. Uh, that was a highlight for me. Uh, yeah, look, there he goes. There he goes. Look at <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he literally runs around the ring before he gets out of there that that was phenomenal so on that note we do need to hand out the rolex and do all the things we normally do at the end of every episode sometimes it's the reverse rolex nowadays uh before we do so i just want to mention remember if you want to check out our review of clash 14 uh, simply go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is a great way to support the show. You get tons of extra content. All of the clashes we've done now, which is 14 of them, are on our Patreon feed. Which, And we've also done all of the WCW NWA pay-per-views uh, that are not on the free feed are on the Patreon feed, and those are back to 1988 when we started having the regular pay-per-views. So we're at, you know, three, four years now of the pay-per-views that are available as well. Starcades are on the free feed, but everything else is on the Patreon feed, along with the World Class shows, the ECW shows, the NWA Power shows with the little fella Half Pint and Sparks. Half Pint, by the way, I'm glad you did not come to Wildcat X-Rated because you would not have been able to see a thing as you looked at the back of someone's knees because we know you're two foot eleven. But anyway, uh, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. The Half Pint, I, you know I'm just messing with you, little fella. But Hopper, seriously, would he have been able to see anything that night? No, uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, you, y'all could have put him on the stage in come the on. second row. He's not that small. And he would have still needed three booster seats like at McDonald's in the 80s. Oh, come on. It's true. It's true. Um, but anyway. Little, you can get one of those little fucking hand puppet, the fucking Ronald McDonald hand puppet, the little plastic glove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So uh, rated in Rolex. I usually throw it to Doc. You're the guest of honor this week. You know, Crockett, you want to rate it or hand out a Rolex first? Which one you want? Uh, the Rolex. Okay, well, give out the Rolex for us, please, sir. So this is a regular, not a, not a reverse 
It could be either or at the stage we are with Saturday night on TBS. It could be the reverse or it could be a regular. I mean, it's, you know, there's not a lot to pick from. Uh, Flair would be the Rolex just because I'm in Doc's seat. So I guess it's I'm legally obligated to uh, give it to Flair. For the, the reverse, I have, I mean, the three or four different promos of Elegante saying one sentence. That's probably the reverse Rolex. Fair enough. Uh, Hopper, you want to give out a Rolex? I don't Who? Who could you give it to? I'm giving it to Stan Hansen and Vader from Tokyo. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> That's who's getting mine. I know it technically wasn't a part of this show, but it was a part <laughs> of this show on uh, video from a year ago, as Crockett told us the exact date of it. They're getting mine. I mean, I could, I, I could repeat it and give it to Flair. I could also give it to Brad Armstrong. Oh yeah, from the tag oh, yeah, match true, with huh? Arn and Barry because that was good. But I got to give it to Vader and Hanson. So yeah. who are you giving yours to? Oh God, I guess I'm to Arn and Barry for having that match. All right, fair enough. So Crockett, you got to rate it now. Um, I mean, I've got to figure the rating is going to get a little bit of a bump because you were back on BTT. But you know, I don't want to put words into your mouth. So, what are you going to rate it? Oh, Harper, why don't you go first? Yes. <laughs> I need time. He needs a, time. A C, and that's uh, being that's being nice. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a C plus, and that's being nice. Yeah. Maybe a B minus. I'm on the fence. Uh, C plus B minus. I can't decide. What about you, Crockett? Yeah, I think I'd have to stick with C too. I mean, it would it would be a, a fail without that uh, that tag match, but that tag match kind of brings it up to just about average. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's a, that is a fair point. So before we get out of here, one more thing I got to do. Uh, first off, check out our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional. Oh my God. They're 10 times more professional than this mud show outfit that we do here. Uh, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us. Please support them. So check them out. Thanks Joe and Quinn for all the plugs and give them a listen. If you support us, especially uh, they're independents, just like us, they work hard. They put on a consistent product. So shout out to uh, OVP and check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV. Mike Pru and JV are Boston guy, or I would say Boston. That, that might be incorrect. Northeastern fellas, just like yeah, Crockett. New England. So yeah, they're New England fellas, just like Crockett. So check out Mike Pru and JV and uh, Mike Pru. We missed you at Wildcat, but I know you said you're going to come next year. Just couldn't make it this year whatever bring your co-host <laughs> well he made it last year from from all from new england so there's that yeah he came all the way down it was a lot of fun uh so he'll be there he says he'll be there next year as well uh with all right. so we shall see but uh check out mike pru and jb on the bottom line cast and remember they do the show on ecw on our patreon feed as well so thanks to all they do uh real quick one other thing i gotta mention before i throw it to crockett and uh, harper for some closing thoughts if you want a video shout out, relationship advice, whatever, you want Hopper to cut a promo on your friends or family, he will do it for a small price of 20 bucks. But That's first, right. you must email him to chrisharper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. That's chrisharper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to CC30388. 
cc at yahoo.com and if you missed any of that check the show description it is in the notes um before still 20 bucks even with inflation yeah. huh? hey, even with inflation i know right bro we Steel. the only thing the only thing that has gone up the only thing that's gone up with btt is shirts on the pro wrestling t store and that's because you can't sell shirts and break even or take a loss that's the only thing that's gone up yeah and uh, that's it other than that the patreon's the same you know hoppers videos are the same through all this inflation because i mean if, if if i truly adjusted this stuff for inflation from the time this show started oh, or the patreon started i think we'd be you know patreon if you're a five dollar patreon member i got us probably around seven or eight bucks easy so nobody's raised that hopper's not bumped up his prices That's to 25 right. so, we're uh, trying to be one of the good ones wow uh <laughs> mark for edit what <laughs> my god he doesn't mean it like that apologize hopper you're sorry i'm sorry whatever okay, that's what i thought um crockett anything before we get out of here i want to thank you for coming back no it's been uh tremendous thanks so much for having me back um like I said, if you were a fan of the WPAN, the wrestling podcast about nothing, uh, if you're still subscribed to that feed or if you're not, uh, it's still there. You can subscribe to it. Uh, something will be coming probably uh, sometime this month with me and Malonis and Malonis will hopefully just destroy Tony Khan and talk about uh, how Ring of Honor sucks now that he's not there. So check it out. Wrestling podcast about nothing probably coming soon to that uh, feed, uh, not on the BTT feed, unfortunately. So yeah, that offer was made when y'all decided to shut the show down. Um, offer's still open if the if it does become a regular thing. By the way, so real quick, um, are all the old shows still on the WPAN feed? I never unsubscribed, so it's still on my phone showing all the shows. But I haven't, you know, I haven't tried to download anything in a while because I listened to all of them, two hundred of them back in the day. So are all the shows still there? If somebody wanted to listen to them. Oh yeah, I've been still been paying for it like a dumbass. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up, Crockett. I mean, it's not that bad, is it? Yeah, I, I, mean, I was double checking. I was like, I don't think I ever unsubscribed. And yes, um, the last show I am showing is uh, one year later, bonus episode. Um, that was over a year ago. That was um. Yeah, yeah that's like February of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, February twenty third of twenty one. I'm looking at it right now. So yeah, that was the last time there was a show. But yeah, we um you all did tons of shows and um lots of bonus shows too. So no, they they look Crockett. He doesn't like to toot his own horn, so I'll toot it here for him. Toot toot. He did. There's tons of old interviews. MJF they interviewed many many years ago. Yes, oh, MJF. He wow. um, broke kayfabe. Yeah, he actually, if you listen to that, you're like, wait, this is not the dude I watch on television all the time. It's very, very interesting just knowing what you know now about him and then listening to the to the interview that they did. Uh, Todd, uh, well, Warbeard Hansen, right? He's on, he was on. Oh, yeah. Do you ever want to hear the real story about Warbeard Hansen as far as training to become a wrestler, background, there's no other person or people to talk to him about that than his good friends. And it is really, really good stuff to listen to them do that. And I'm trying to scan through it as I'm going through it to see when that would have been. Because that would have been probably easy, four years ago. Uh, by the way, we're talking about Ivar, the Viking Raiders. On, yes, uh, yes, WWE. yes. 
But uh, to make it really easy for you, go to youtube.com slash the WPAN. It's T-H-E-W-P-A-N. We have the interviews separated out, so you don't have to go back and look in for uh, all the different uh, shows and stuff like that, and then kind of scanning through to find the interview. So just the interviews will be right there on youtube.com slash T-H-E-V-W-P-A-N. So you can find the MJF. You can find the two parts of Hanson and uh, a bunch of others. I didn't realize something, Crockett. The Wow. Your first shows, the pilot episode and episode two and three and four, they were over six years ago. Yeah. That was, was back uh, in 2016, 16? May. Yeah. May Man. of 16. Boy. Y'all started a year, like almost a year, almost exactly a year right after us. Um, and we're still going. I'm not trying to say that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm messing with you. No, really, really good stuff. Warbeard Hanson, a.k.a. Ivar from the, uh, what are their names now in WWE? I, I forget. The, Eric uh, and Ivar. Yeah. No, are they they're the Viking Experience now or Viking Raiders? Yeah, Raiders. Viking That's Raiders. right. They changed it. They changed it. But yeah. there is some really really good interviews there. They interviewed. Um, I was about to call him by his uh, nickname, but Todd Sinclair, the ref from ROH. Tons of good interviews. Really really good stuff. I was a big fan of WPAN, so that's why I always started plugging them and I listened to them. And uh, Malonis and Crockett became good friends of mine, and we still text all of us a lot. Uh, Malonis wants to actually start a a Saints and Pittsburgh Steelers podcast uh, when the football what? season starts. He wants to do it weekly just for the football season with me, but our good friend Crockett doesn't want to edit it for us, and I don't have any other time to edit, and Crockett is trying to charge us too much money. So, <laughs> yeah, we're in negotiations with I mean, Malonis is one of his best friends, and but he's trying to, you know, what a get dick. him for a lot of money. I, yeah, you know. Can't, can't that Marky Blassie finance it? <laughs> no, he can't. He's financing <laughs> this one. But anyway, so, no, I say all that to say, check out the WPAN. It is still on all good podcast feeds, and um, I actually am glad you keep paying that uh, yearly bill for it because <laughs> it's good stuff to know that it's still out there. And I also want to say, just like I always say, the favorite show, my favorite show we ever did was the one with you and Malonis uh, talking about, you know, doing the North versus South, the uncivil war, where you guys, uh, he defended the Northern style of wrestling and you defended the uh, Southern style of wrestling. That that episode, that's also on the YouTube. Uh, My favorite episode we ever did. That was a fun one. Malonis thinks the only reason I won, and I quote, is he said, well, Mills just won because... Because BTT has the bigger following. Oh. That well, was his excuse for losing the, the vote. Because there was an official vote at one point. Like, I think yeah. he did. Or on a, there was a poll on Twitter or something. No, not stripper poll, Javorski. Grow up. Or, or Michael Angel. Grow up. There was a poll that I think Crockett put out there. And, yeah, we just obliterated the North, which is, you know, how it should be if we're talking about wrestling. I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun. It was a fun show. Okay, uh, Crockett, anything else before we get out of here? No, that's it, man. Thanks very much for having me. You bet. Anytime. We'll do this again. Maybe next time it won't be a full year. Um, Harper, anything before we get out of here? Shit, no. Let's go. (laughs) Shit, no. Okay, that's great. Okay, Harper, hit the tagline, and let's roll. Book it, bitch.